Good morning, everybody, and welcome to March and the Find Your Model Health podcast for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals. I am Shemaine Linney. I am your host. I am a biohacker and fitness and nutrition expert. I hope you're all keeping well on this beautiful morning. It's so nice out, um, and I really hope you enjoy this week's podcast which has been in demand for quite some time thankfully i have got it done now so this week's podcast we're looking at eating frequency and how often should you eat um as always the information in these podcasts is for informational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose treat prevent or cure any condition Please consult with your healthcare professional before making any changes to your current lifestyle. So this week's podcast is going to be a little bit longer, but I promise you it's jam-packed with good information and hopefully will have you understanding um, the topic of eating frequency a little bit more because it's all over the internet and it just adds to the confusion of what to do and when and how in regards to improving your health and your long-term health and your weight goals Um, and you see it everywhere you see people saying hey only eat when you're hungry Um, eat three meals a day eat five to six meals a day and this can be very confusing along with all the other health advice that you see everywhere. Um, And if you follow me, yes, you know I do encourage fasting, but I also encourage finding out what works for you. So personally, I fast daily and stick to two to three meals a day because that works for me and how my body works and my lifestyle. Now, my mantra has always been health first, and I created Shemaine's Model Health and all of my programs to focus on health first, but also to help you find what works for you, to help you be more of a health detective and biohack your body, and doing this helps you figure out what works for you. But when it comes to eating frequency, this can be a little bit harder. It's very confusing for people because there are so many options and most of us humans we like to be told what to do and with some sort of certainty yes this will work. We want people to tell us, we want someone to tell us this is the way we do it, this is the way you always do it and this is the way it works for everyone. Except there's one problem to that we are all not the same. We have different lifestyles, different health concerns, different stressors, different fitness levels. We are all not the same, so we cannot give simple black and white answers to questions like this. So my hopes are that in this week's podcast, you can understand and make sense of eating frequency a little bit better. And as always, if you have any questions, you can um, reach out to me on Facebook or email. Okay, first thing to note is when I recommend a certain eating style to someone or to a client, 
It's after I've looked at their unique lifestyle, their individual food preferences, their health profile, and based on this, then I can adjust my recommendations um, and direct them into a nutritional protocol and lifestyle that I believe will work for them. Um, and even at that, we still will tweak as we go along. Um, our journey or working together. But when I do a post on social media or a podcast, I base it on studies or results that work for most people. That doesn't mean it's going to work for everyone though. So just because one person thrives on say intermittent fasting does not mean that it's going to feel good for someone else. Or because low carb might be awesome for one person, the next person might feel awful and not get any results on it. So the idea is to know what approach works best or right for you. Well, in order to do this, you have some un you have to have some understanding of how the metabolism works. So we know it doesn't work like a calculator or a chemistry set. The metabolism works more like a seesaw or a boomerang. Um, so to clarify what this means, a lot of people think the metabolism works on a basis of just calories in and calories out, like a calculator. Um, the truth of the matter is there is no calorie equation that fits all people. You might know your, your basal metabolic rate and how many calories you burn at rest and you think that if you calculate the amount of calories you should be eating, um, then you will get the results you want. The problem is your metabolism adjusts and it responds to changes like a seesaw or a boomerang. And not a lot of people understood this. So then you've got the other load of people that kind of got savvy and were like, well, we know calories matter, but we also know hormones matter like insulin, leptin and cortisol and all these other hormones that play a part in energy, hunger and cravings and even sleep. So, so they basically said, considering all this, the metabolism must work like a chemistry set. And if we lower carbs and increase protein to get the insulin low and resensitized to leptin, then that's the answer, right? But again, the truth is there is no one hormonal protocol that is for sure going to work for everyone and guarantee you will lose fat. So both the calculator and the chemistry set model are inaccurate. So here's what's going to happen. If you cook calories for an extended period of time, and my clients will back me up on this. All these things happen. Um, energy, hunger, cravings, mood, sleep, they all eventually go out of whack for many people. So that's if you're cutting calories for an extended period of time. Plus the metabolism will slow down. That's just a natural thing that your body does to protect you and go into survival mode. Um, but at the same time, cutting carbs and increasing fat and protein, that's not necessarily going to guarantee that you're going to lose fat either. Because what happens when you cut carbs for many people? And this is a true story. Contrary to what a lot of the low carb advocates think, 
You start craving carbs as your hormones and sugar-loving gut bugs try to fight back. You start getting thyroid levels going down. You see increased hunger and cravings for the foods you're trying to avoid. And then your energy drops and your metabolism slows down too. And I know a lot of the low-carb advocates will say, well, you just got to push through that or that might be the keto flu. But you know what? Pushing through that may not be good for some people. For others, it may be fine. But for some people, it may not be the right advice to be giving. So I mentioned it above, the metabolism works like a seesaw or boomerang. This means that when you push on the metabolism, it's going to react and adapt. Now, with all this on board, and we look at eating frequency, every single time you eat, you impact your metabolism in some way. So your metabolism will do something with the food you have. Um, and I did a post on this in my biohacking group the other day. So there's two things necessary for body change or fat loss. One, you need to have some sort of calorie deficit. And two, you need to create hormonal balance. You need both. So meal frequency will impact both. Every time you eat, you take in calories and you have the ability to balance that seesaw. So counting calories is easy. Um, to some extent, uh, we we at Chemain's Model Health, we use and we are affiliated um, with Chronometer. It is my favorite, absolute favorite tracker. Um, and we can, to some degree, count hormones. If we understand the hormones impact our mood, our energy, our sleep, our level of hunger, our cravings, and our ability to recover after exercise, um, and reactions to stress then we realize through this biofeedback that we have um, a look into what our metabolism is doing and how good our hormones are one of the easiest ways to do this um, is to look at your hunger energy and cravings um, so what is your hunger between meals? How does your energy fluctuate between meals? And what are your cravings between meals? We, um, so this is our hunger, energy and cravings. And if you want, you can remember this by saying heck. Is your heck in check? Um, and you want to keep heck in check while in a calorie deficit to achieve fat loss. So the heck is the hunger, energy, cravings, which represents what's going on with your hormones. So back to that eating frequency, the first thing you need to know is whatever eating style you adopt, whether it's two meals a day or five or carb cycling or keto, whatever it is, your goal is to keep hunger, energy and cravings in check for metabolic balance and to achieve your calorie deficit. By the way, while you're doing these we are sure to be focused on good, dense, clean nutrition to support our health and optimize our bodily functions. Remember, we always, always, always focus on health first. So one question that pops up a lot in my groups 
from my clients is how do I know how much calories I should be eating or that I'm eating enough or that if I cut my calories by 400 that my metabolism isn't reacting and decreasing my metabolism um, or my met metabolic burn by 400 which by the way can happen to some people um, so, studies show that in a calorie deficit the metabolism can adapt by an average of 300 calories a day so how do you know and by the way I help people avoid this in my work and in my programs and how to prevent that um, metabolic decrease from happening all right well you know at the end of the week so to answer that question, how do I know if I am getting enough calories and um, so on and so on, you know at the end of the week or on Thursdays in my heated guide, we look at our biomarkers. Are my inches going down? Has my energy increased? Am I sleeping better? Is my skin improving? Are my clothes fitting better? Um, is the scales going down? What about blood work? Is that improving? Also, am I losing fat or muscle or losing fat and gaining muscle? So this is how you know if something's working for you and if you're on the correct path. We know that overweight people are generally insulin and leptin resistance. So their hunger, energy and cravings or their heck goes out of check. Overweight people are hungry all the time so most of them not all of them but most this means while cutting calories we need to be rebalancing hormones through good nutrition um and keeping that heck in check so depending on the person the best approach may be smaller meals more frequent a day to keep their heck in check but in saying that some overweight people can do very well with fewer meals if they have good motivation and discipline and even a busy stressful lifestyle having less meals to worry about can take a stress off them and help with those stress hormones then there's those people that at the end um that end up binging at the end of the day so they have small breakfast and a small lunch and they're trying to count calories because they think their metabolism works like a calculator and by the time they get home they have so much hunger and cravings and no energy not even energy to fight cravings not only do they not want to go out for a walk or do exercise but they eat dinner and keep eating until they pass out in an insulin coma and they repeat this the next day until they are in this big negative loop and I see this with so many people. Um, many of these people would do better with a small frequent meals every say two to three to four hours with a bit of protein at each meal to help with satiety, try stabilize metabolism and hope they are still satisfied at the end of the day then over time we can transition into less meals if we are seeing more confidence and more um, discipline in that area so then looking at three meals a day for some people that have relatively good metabolisms or good self-control, we can give them less meals to help them get more into fat 
burning zones. So by doing this, this allows the body to tap into its own fat resources for energy rather than use food that you've given it. Because every time you give your body food, you're saying, hey, don't burn fat, burn this food for fuel. Even if it's fat, by the way, if you give your body fat, you're saying burn this fat, don't burn your own fat. So eating less allows a lot of people to become intuitive with their body. It allows them to listen to their body and see how it does or feels without food. Um, does your brain performance increase? Does inflammation go down? Do you have less cravings? So that these are all reflective of having lesser meals and listening to your body. So having four to six hours between breakfast and lunch can really be a learning experience for some who are trying to understand what their body likes and doesn't like. Um, let's say you have eggs or oatmeal for breakfast. Which one keeps you satisfied for longer or for that four hours or more to lunch? A lot of the time when you eat so frequently, you don't know how food is impacting you or if you could go longer. And also another thing, you don't know if you feel good or bad on certain foods because you're just constantly eating and not slowing down and silencing your body and listening. With that said, a healthy metabolism should be able to go without food. It should be able to tap into its own energy stores and it should be able to manage its own release of blood sugar through the liver and glycogen stores. Okay, so then we look at, now we covered kind of what eating regularly, eating less looks like. We want to look at exercise frequency and intensity. This also impacts your metabolism. But again, eating frequency here depends on the individual. Um, eating frequency can also be dependent on sleep deprivation and stress. They play their part too. And of course, uh, course any sort of health concerns. Um, that you might have and so really what I'm saying here is finding out what eating frequency or style works for you takes a bit of trial and error. If you have a lot of bad habits like snacking and continuous eating in the evening we might do smaller more frequent meals to begin with. If you find you're not hungry in the morning and can have good discipline and have a very busy schedule, then we might do two meals a day. There is no real black and white here. Essentially, we want to give you some structure along with a little bit of flexibility so that we can find what works for you. And you know what? You will say, um, hey, my hack is in check. My blood labs are great. My energy and sleep are good and I'm losing body fat. I eat um, a big meal at noon and another at four and I'm done for the day. Is there anything wrong with that? No. 
But then on the other hand, you could be saying I have to eat regular small meals a day, I end up binge or I end up binging on cheese and chips and nuts. So I get these high calorie intakes in the evening. And now a days, of course, it's very easy to consume three or four thousand calories in less than an hour. And you're saying, I'm hungry all the time, I have cravings all the time, my energy is not there, so my heck is not in check. So we're constantly going back on, is that heck in check? Now, I have found the less eating approach combined with some fasting and a good nutrition protocol is very effective for getting people to tap into their fat stores and keep their hunger, energy and craving in check but in some cases where i see this continuous meal or this continuous eating um, in the evenings and there's a lot of stress present i will recommend small frequent meals combined with a cutoff window maybe in the evening and a good nutrition protocol always a good nutrition protocol okay so there's a few things to keep in mind before we wrap this up when you add exercise into the mix, um, you can eat a bit more while still staying in a calorie deficit and maintaining hormonal balance. Um, we want to say that we want to kind of keep this in mind. If we are exercising more, we can eat a bit more. And if we were eating exercising less, we'll eat a bit less and even less frequently. If we are having times of more stress, then we are eating less, but maybe more frequently. Of course, eating the good stuff, but this can keep our energy up and then prevent us from having those stress cravings and snacks on bad foods, foods we don't want to be eating. If we are, say, out hiking for the day, um, we must. We might also want to eat more frequently, but again, smaller, healthier snacks. So this will keep our energy up for the hike. The focus should always be nutrition to support health first, but maintaining some sort of calorie deficit while keeping your heck in check, your hunger, energy, cravings in check so you might want to go back and take some notes on this how do you know if your hunger energy and cravings are in check how do you know if something's working for you so to wrap this up eating frequency depends on your metabolism your psychology and personal preferences your activity sleep any underlying health issues you may have and the end result is always based on keeping your heck in check how do you know if your eating pattern is working for you three things to remember is your hunger energy and cravings in check that tells you if you are in hormonal balance or reaching hormonal balance without hormonal balance any results you have will be short-lived two are you losing fat at the end of the week are you losing inches or are you losing weight are you maintaining your weight but tightening up and looking better? If you are, then you know you are in a sustainable calorie deficit as well. And then three, how are your biomarkers? 
how are your blood labs? Are they all good? Is your cholesterol imp improving? Are your blood sugars getting better? How are your sex and thyroid hormones? Is your period and PMS getting better? Is your um are bowel movements good? Is your hair not falling out as much? All of these things um, are important. If those things are good or improving, then you know you're moving in the right direction. It's very important to be reflecting on biomarkers. Last words here are no eating frequency is better. What's better is what works for you. It will take a little bit of trial and error. You may need to get some support off a health professional. Um, it is going to take some time, but once you find out what works for you and it's sustainable and everything is lined up nicely, your hunger, energy, cravings are in check, your biomarkers are awesome, you're losing that body fat, you feel fantastic, then it's worth it dedicating that bit of time um, and interest into your life and health is going to be worth it in the long term for you to have that sustainable new lifestyle. Okay, that was a long podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. Go back and take some notes if you need to. Please share with anyone you think would benefit, even one person. We're really trying our best to make an impact in the health world and in our community as well. Um, uh, be safe, enjoy the sun, get some nice vitamin D and uh, keep your heck in check and I will speak to you guys next week. Bye-bye.